What's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. Wednesday, November 16th, 5.45 p.m. Just Lucas hanging out with you tonight. I'm at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter. Hope you all have enjoyed hump day thus far. By the time you're listening to this, you're at the tail end of your week. Thursday, sliding into Friday. Ready for the freaking weekend right before Thanksgiving. Before we jump into everything, make sure you're following our socials, FFFellas on Twitter, the FFFellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on TikTok, and YouTube, where you should be subscribed. Hey, YouTube. Get notifications for when all of our new videos are released. Same for subscribing to the podcast as well. And if you want to join a community full of league winners, join our chalkboard down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. We will get all of your fantasy football questions answered, whether it be by us or a member of our chalkboard. Over 1,600 strong over there. Again, that's down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Look, we got a full show here. I got things to do, places to be, people to see, whole nine yards. We got a full full week 11 preview here. I'll make some buy low, sell high at the end. But first, let's start with some news and notes from around the league. Brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform in the world. It's where I did end up losing to Cameron last week. I know I beefed with him a little bit uh, earlier in the week on how I was going to beat him. Alas, uh, AJ Brown did not come through for me. The Philadelphia defense did not come through for me. I lost by eight points to Cameron. But at any rate, you can join Sleeper, over 4 million users. You can check out the link down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. Big news from today, Cooper Cup. He does land on the IR after having surgery on his ankle. He went to get second opinion, was confirmed a high ankle sprain. He underwent surgery today. He officially lands on the IR, a big blow for the Rams. I saw this tweet earlier this week that the Rams might be one of the most disappointing post-Super Bowl teams, like, ever, which I think is totally possible. They've just been atrocious, man. They have not been good at all whatsoever yeah they've been putrid so cooper cup on the ir los angeles Rams season you may as well chalk it up to done lots of players landing on ir dallas goddard also placed on the ir with a shoulder injury sustained during that missed face mask penalty at the end of the eagles commanders game on monday night football he will miss at least four weeks khalil herbert also lands on the ir I'm I'm more intrigued for what this does to David Montgomery now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because all of a sudden, when you start splitting up the work between Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery and you start combining it together, you realize they were actually pretty freaking good. Like, if you were to cram their stats together and create a singular player out of that, like you're talking 20 rushing attempts for darn near 100 yards every game. Now, I'm not saying that's what David Montgomery becomes. But all of a sudden, this son of a gun might be a league winner again. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Like, I don't like the schedule coming up for David Montgomery is not as good as it was uh, the past two seasons where he just absolutely crushed everybody in the final weeks. He was a running back four or better uh, both seasons to in, in the last six weeks, I believe. Uh, like, the schedule isn't that easy for David Montgomery, but you have to think 
all the Bears want to do is run the freaking football. That's all they want to do. So I'm really intrigued for what this does to David Montgomery's value. Uh, if you have David Montgomery, he just appreciated a lot. You probably get a nice little penny out of him. If you want to go out and sell him, try and upgrade from David Montgomery, you could probably do that. Deshaun Watson returned to practice today. Uh, he still cannot return to the NFL field until week 13 after the Cleveland Browns week 12 bye. But the NFL has made him eligible to return to the practice field so he can be practicing with the Cleveland Browns. And he did so today on Wednesday. Mark Andrews also returned to practice. Ezekiel Elliott also returned to practice. Big news for both of those two. Devontae Adams, he was limited today with an abdomen injury. I don't want to create two abdomen injuries the same. We saw this with Austin Eckler, though. He ended up playing the following week. So this is just something to keep tabs on. Um, But if you listen to this bright and early on Thursday, uh, watch the injury reports and practice reports on Thursday and Friday. But interesting that Devontae Adams starts the week, oh my goodness, excuse me, with an abdomen injury. I normally don't have to talk this much. I normally get a little bit of space in between my words, but I'm flying solo tonight. Uh, But keep an eye on Devontae Adams' injury. Uh, throughout the week here. Cardinals opened the practice window for Hollywood Brown, and he could play on Monday Night Football, which is interesting because Cliff Kingsbury also said, well, Hollywood's day-to-day, and James Conner's day-to-day took him about two extra weeks. So I don't think Hollywood Brown plays on Monday Night Football, but it's interesting that they've opened up the practice window for him now, and he's back and he's practicing full strength. Maybe not full strength, but he's back in practicing. He's getting back involved with the team, which is a great sign of things to come. So keep your tabs on Hollywood's uh, practice report throughout the week as well. Brandon Cooks missed practice on Wednesday with his hip and wrist injury. This is just Brandon Cooks. I'm guessing he just doesn't want to be there anymore. His snap share. We'll we'll talk about Brandon Cooks in a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about him in the preview. Uh, but he missed practice on Wednesday. Keep tabs on that. And then the Texans have claimed Eno Benjamin after he was surprisingly caught by the Arizona Cardinals. That's still the Damian Pierce show there. I am not concerned one bit about the Eno Benjamin signing. I think, if anything, it's still going to be the Damian Pierce show. That wraps out news and notes brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform in the world. If you want to join over 4 million People playing fantasy sports on Sleeper, join the link down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. All right, let's do it. Let's dive into week 11. We have a ton of matchups this week, per usual, as a Sunday slate should. (laughs) We'll start with Thursday Night Football. Game's going to be on tonight. The Titans at the Packers in Lambeau. Green Bay favored it in this game by three over unders at 41. The Titans, you're only starting Derrick Henry. That's it. You're not starting anybody else. Why would you? This passing attack is atrocious. Ryan Tannehill, he's not a worthy start. Nick Westbrook-Akine, like he was a nice little thing last week, but two scores, that kind of inflates your total a little bit. I'm not interested in playing him. Not interested in Traylon Burks yet. Derrick Henry, this game is supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be cold. I'm in Minnesota. There, I just told you where I'm from. I'm in Minnesota. It's been buck cold here recently. We're talking sub 30. 
And tomorrow night, it's supposed to be like teens. Potential chance of snow in Green Bay. So Derrick Henry, potential big week for him. Feed the rock on the ground. Let him run. That's it. That's all you're starting from the ten, the Tennessee Titans. In terms of the Packers, you're starting Aaron Jones. No question, you have to. I'm avoiding A.J. Dillon. This Tennessee run defense has been really, really good this year. Titans have been weak against the pass, so Alan Lazard and Christian Watson are intriguing. I'm not super stoked about starting them, though. Again, given the weather conditions, like Aaron Rodgers could sling it around because Tennessee is that good against the run. But again, we're talking, you know, 15 degrees. Christian Watson, uh, he he did go to NDSU, so he's had a few games in the cold. But the fact that Green Bay is favored by three in this game surprises me. I think it's just the home team gets a field goal automatically. Like, I think the Titans win this ball game. I do. Um, but if you're the Packers, it's just going to be a brutal game because you want to run with Aaron Jones. You want to establish that run. You want to keep getting him involved, but the Titans aren't going to allow you to do that. So that's why I think Lazard and Christian Watson are entertaining options, but I'm not rushing to put them in my lineup by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I prefer Lazard to Watson. If you want to catch our rankings, they are over in our chalkboard. Again, that link is down in the description of the audio podcast or YouTube video you are listening to. You'll get my rankings. You'll get Tyler's rankings. You'll get Cameron's rankings. You'll get our consensus rankings all in that each and every week. I'll have Lazard rated higher than Watson, but Watson might not be far behind. Um, Yeah, I'll take the Titans in this game, though. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, just runs all over the Green Bay Packers uh, in in a run-heavy game. Onto the Sunday slate, we have the Panthers at the Ravens. Oh, brother, Baltimore favored by 12 and a half in this game. Lines at 41 and a half. From the Panthers, you're starting Deonta Foreman. You have to, okay? I get it. Baltimore, 20th in fantasy points allowed to running backs this year. It's a pretty good matchup. But Deonta Foreman is going to get volume, okay? They're good. He's, he's going to get volume. No questions asked whatsoever. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to rush for 120 yards like he did against the Bucks, like he did against the Falcons. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. But when Baker Mayfield is your quarterback, I'm sorry. Like, feed Deonta Foreman. Don't put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands. Uh, I'm, I'm good starting Deonta Foreman this week as a running back, too. He'll be a running back, too, in my rankings. DJ Moore, I want to start him because Baltimore has allowed the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year, but it's Baker freaking Mayfield. Remember when we thought, I can't even say we, remember when people thought Baker Mayfield was going to unlock DJ Moore? Yeah, that was a funny joke. Like, I don't know how safe he is with Baker Mayfield. I don't want to throw DJ Moore in my lineup with Baker Mayfield, a quarterback. I have no hope for that. I have... I'm not interested at all. I'm going to play him in one of my leagues because he's one of my only options when I have Mike Will and Hollywood Brown both injured. So yeah, I'm going to start DJ Moore, but I'm not thrilled about it because Baker Mayfield's at quarterback. So I think you start DJ Moore, but you dampen your expectations because the matchup is there, but the quarterback isn't, right? This is like a classic Falcon situation. Like you look at Drake London's schedule the rest of the season, big tangent here. You look at his schedule the rest of the season, it is gold. Oh, it is probably one of the best wide receiver schedules rest of season. 
But you want to know why I'm not a huge fan of Drake London rest of season? Because Marcus Mariota is his quarterback, right? And that's how I feel about DJ Moore right now. I love your matchup. I love your talent. But I can't trust you because Baker Mayfield is your quarterback. So DJ Moore, you're probably starting him, but I, I'd lower your expectations with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. In terms of the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, yeah, you're starting him. Mark Andrews practicing. You're starting him if he plays. I really don't mind Devin Duvernay as a flyer this week. Carolina's fourth in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers this year. I don't think this team is going to pass the ball a ton. I'm sure they're going to keep it on the ground uh, with, with a Gus Edwards or a Kenyon Drake. We'll get into them in a second here, but I don't mind Duvernay as a flyer this week. You can totally take a shot on him. But then, yeah, let's let's chat about Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake because Gus is set to practice this week. I should probably check if he is practicing this week. I checked the sleeper report earlier, and there wasn't an update on Gus Edwards. I'm about to pull that up here. So if Gus plays, <clears throat> I don't mind Gus. So Gus was limited in practice today. He was a limited participant. So if he progresses towards playing in week 11, like I like him against against the Panthers here. Panthers have been pretty bad against running backs this year. I believe the seventh most points given up to the running back position this year. It might be a headache, though. It might be a Gus, Kenyon, Drake headache. That's just something to keep an eye on. My goodness, I have a cruddy throat tonight. I apologize. I just don't know if I want to deal with that headache. But if I'm going to start one, if Gus plays... I'd rather start Gus. If Gus doesn't play, fire up Kenyon Drake. Yes, he belongs in your lineup then. Let's move on to Browns and the Bills. Bills are seven and a half point favorites in this game. Lines at 41 and a half. Here's the thing you need to know. Here's the thing you need to know about this game. This is per NFL rumors on Twitter. I understand it's not always the most reliable source than... I believe there's a little bit of like citation error on a lot of their tweets as well, but this is worth mentioning because I have heard this to be true. There could be up to 31 inches of snow, according to multiple forecast models for the Bills and Browns game on Sunday. I don't know if you've seen any of the radars. I've seen a few pop up from like actual stations of like, holy crap, Northeast is going to get hammered with snow this weekend. 31 inches. So here's the thing. This is what you have to keep in mind now when you're considering starting or sitting some of these players. Amari Cooper, bench him this week. Please, I beg you, bench him this week. He averages, this is on the road. Browns are at the Bills. If you haven't heard the tale of Amari Cooper on the road, it goes a little something like this. He's piss poor. Like, it's not funny how bad Amari Cooper is on the road versus at home. Amari Cooper, for his career, averages 20 less receiving yards and half as many touchdowns in road games. Amari Cooper has 34 touchdowns in home games in his career. In away games, he has 17. In home games, Amari Cooper averages 74 receiving yards per game. In away games, he averages 54. Like, these are not made-up stats. You can go look at these. Please, I beg you, sit Amari Cooper in Buffalo with 31 inches of snow. Do not start him this week. Please. Only other player I'm interested in on the Browns is Nick Chubb, and I'd fire him up. Given the circumstances of this game, it's going to be turn around and hand the football off. 
So go ahead and fire up Nick Chubb, per usual, and you're not benching him anyways. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, you're obviously starting him. Stefan Diggs, you you can't you can't ever bench Stefan Diggs, but you again, 31 inches of snow, you have to recognize the weather is going to be a factor here. So you start him, but you really, really hamper your expectations. Gabe Davis, same as Amari Cooper, put him on your bench. Not going to be a productive day for Gabe Davis because Gabe Davis thrives on the deep ball. There are going to be no deep balls thrown in this game. So bench Gabe Davis this week. Devin Singletary, like I'm not excited to say to start Singletary. I'm not excited to tell you that he's probably a good lineup play this week. Cleveland's allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs this year, so that has to mean something. And he's probably going to get tons of touches given the fact that nobody's going to be able to throw the football in this game if it's snowing 31 inches. You feel? So you're starting Allen, you're starting Diggs, you're benching Davis. And you're you're probably firing up Devin Singletary as well. Uh, in that game, I do like the Bills. I do like the Bills in that game. Um, or do I like the run attack with the Browns better? I think the Browns cover. I think the Browns cover that game. Seven and a half, that's too many points. Take the Browns to cover. Eagles at Colts. Philly favored by six and a half in this game. Lines at 43 and a half. Jalen Hurts, you're starting him. A.J. Brown, it's not a great matchup with the Colts, but you're starting him. Indy's allowing the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year, but you don't ask questions. I just got a phone call. That's embarrassing. Right in the middle of my recording, 425. You didn't have to call me there. This is really a sporadic podcast tonight. I apologize. My throat can't stay clear. I got people trying to bug me at 6 p.m. Let me be. It's my time off. A.J. Brown, you're starting him, even in a tough matchup. Miles Sanders, yes, sir, you're starting him. And he's, uh, they've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs over the past five weeks. So you're firing up Miles Sanders after a lackluster performance in Washington. I think they get him back and rolling. Devonta Smith, I'm actually going to pass on him this week. I know he was the lead target getter last week. I know he was the lead producer in this wide receiver room for the Eagles. But second fewest fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. I think the Eagles just ground and pound this game. And there's just not much of a, excuse me, not much of a need for Jalen Hurts to huck the football around. And I think it's it's a get AJB back on track game. Like this is how it's been. When AJB doesn't do much, he comes back on all firing on all cylinders next game. And Devonta Smith is the one who takes a step back. So I would, I'm going to pass on Devonta Smith this week. I would look for other options if you possibly can. I'm not like a bench Devonta Smith at all costs, but like you look at him like a DJ Moore. I would play a DJ Moore this week over Devonta Smith, right? It, it, it's lineup decisions like that, that I think you have to think about with Devonta Smith this week. For the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, you're starting him no matter what. Michael Pittman, if you're able to, I would pivot. Philly's allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year. I know Terry McLaurin just carved up Darius Slay in that secondary for 120 receiving yards. You also have Paris Campbell, right? I don't think this is the week to stream Paris Campbell. Like, this Colts team just is not good, okay? I would pivot off of Michael Pittman if you're able to. I'm not thrilled to be starting him. Again, league where I have Hollywood Brown and, and Mike Williams, so I'm really stuck with, oh, and I had Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Um, so I'm kind of stuck with DJ Moore. I'm kind of stuck with uh, Michael Pittman. 
as my wide receivers this week. And I have Terry McLaurin in that lineup already, too. That was the other one. So, Jonathan Taylor, you're firing up. Michael Pittman, I'm a little bit hesitant on. If you could pivot to somebody with a better matchup, I probably would. Depends on the talent. And Paris Campbell, I don't think this is the week to stream him. I don't think he goes for another double-digit fantasy day. But I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Cameron probably won't like hearing that as the as the Paris Campbell advocate on our pod. In terms of that game, I'll take the Eagles six and a half. Jets at Patriots. I'm starting nobody on the New York Jets. Nobody. Michael Carter, sit him. James Robinson, sit him. New England's allowing the second fewest fantasy points to running backs and the fourth fewest to wide receivers. No, thank you. No, sir. I will pass on all Jets players this week. If you need, if you're desperate and you have Garrett Wilson, you can start him. I'm not thrilled to do so, though. Like, at all, whatsoever. I'm not starting anybody on the Jets, the Patriots. You're starting Ramondre. Jacoby Myers, I like. he's not a preferred start. He's at least playable. But the Jets also been good against wide receivers this year, 23rd in fantasy points allowed. So we're talking ninth fewest allowed to wide receivers this year, 10th fewest allowed to wide receivers this year. This game's going to be gross. That's why the line's only at three and a half. I'd rather push this game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything on it. Line's only at 38 and a half too. So it's going to be a low-scoring game. Patriots are just going to run, 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 run the football. Jets are probably going to try to run, run, run the football and be unsuccessful. So I don't want to start anybody on the Jets. The only player I really want to touch in this game is Ramondre, and you can probably start Jacoby or Garrett Wilson uh, if you're in a pinch. Commanders at the Texans. Commanders are favored by three and a half in this game. Lines at 40 and a half. Terry McLaurin, he is on fuego. Yeah, you fire him up this week. He's the wide receiver eight since Taylor Heineke has stepped in for Carson Wentz, averaging 16.6 fantasy points per game during that stretch. So yeah, you fire up Terry McLaurin. Teams want to run the ball again. Everyone says this Houston Texans defense is bad. Therefore, start everybody. I don't, that's just not true. Okay. We need to quit the narrative of this defense is bad. Start everybody. Because you want to know what teams are going to do most of the time. If you know a team is going to try and dominate by the run, that's not going to leave any room for the passing game. Because teams are just going to cram it down their throat in the run game the whole time. Terry's too hot to sit right now, so you start him, obviously. But like, I see this thing of, like, it's such a good matchup. Their defense is so bad. I'm like, when you look at the fantasy points given up, though, you recognize the Houston Texans are allowing the most rushing attempts the most fantasy points, the most rush yards, the most rushing touchdowns. Why would teams not just pound the ball on the ground against the the Texans, which is what I think the commanders are going to do. Brian Robinson, you fire him up this week. Antonio Gibson, I think he's a fine start this week. You start Terry McLaurin. I'm not interested in Curtis Samuel. I'm not interested in Jahan Dotson. Not interested in Logan Thomas. I'm not interested in anybody else. Terry McLaurin, you start because he's hot. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, you start because of the matchup. Now the Texans, you start Damian Pierce, no questions. Brandon Cooks, he's still unreliable. Season low, 64% of the snaps in week 10. Nico Collins out-targeted Brandon Cooks last week. Brandon Cooks also not practicing, as I mentioned earlier, right? These are like, I said we would get to Brandon Cooks. 
he just doesn't want to be there. And the Texans know it. So they're not gonna they're not gonna force Brandon Cooks to be the the guy, if you will, like the guy, the number one in their offense. So we're gonna start seeing a ton of Nico Collins. I love him as a flyer this week. You love the matchup with the commanders, seventh most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers this year. I'm fine with taking a flyer on Nico Collins this week. If you need somebody in that flex spot, I am I'm fine throwing in Nico Collins. But yeah, Brandon Cooks, he's un, he's unreliable. I, I can't start him in any league at all. Uh, I've traded him away in pretty much all my leagues. So Terry McLaurin, Brian Robinson, Gibson, Pierce, you're starting for sure. Nico Collins, I think you take as a flyer. Brandon Cooks, I am avoiding. Give me the commanders in this game. They're hot, baby. They'll cover three, three and a half. Easy. Now watch. The Texans are going to come on and smash them. <laughs> Rams at Saints. New Orleans favorited by four and a half. This is a projected to be a really low-scoring game, 38 and a half, probably because the Rams are without Cooper Cup. And I'm not starting anybody on the Rams. No, sir. Not even A-Rob. This offensive line doesn't give Stafford enough time to allow A-Rob to get open. Like, A-Rob is not the quick hitter slant guy like Cooper Cup is. And Cooper, like, Cooper Cup's not just slant boy. Don't get me wrong, but, right, like, the reason why Cooper Cup is so successful this year still is because Matthew Stafford only had time to throw him the football. So, like, call me crazy. I think the best wide receiver on the Rams right now for fantasy football is Ben Skoranek. And I don't want to start him because he's not going to be Cooper Cup. Like, let me let me just say that loud and clear. Just because Ben Skoranek is going to play the slot and take over for Cooper Cup, he's not going to put up Cooper Cup numbers. I just want to make that clear before people are like, holy crap, this idiot on YouTube or Spotify said that Ben Skoranek's the new Cooper Cup. No, it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, nothing's going to change in this offense. It's not like the offensive line is going to magically get better. It's not. It's still piss poor. But I think Ben Skoranek's probably going to be the best bet for the wide receiver that is going to be like the the most relevant, right? Not touching the running backs. That's a nightmare and a half. I'm not touching Matt Stafford. He's a nightmare and a half. Tell you who I am starting though, Alvin Kamara. Yes, sir. Alvin Kamara. He's really the only guy I want to start. Crystal Ave, I'll start him. I wouldn't be scared off. Um, I would manage expectations, though. The Rams over the last five weeks have been a lot better against the wide receiver position. They are bottom third in the league. Uh, and fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So they have stepped it up after being pretty awful at the start of the year. But you still got to fire up Olave. He's the clear wide receiver one. And like, let's pray they put Jameis back in soon. I don't know why they're having such a long leash with Andy Dalton. It really doesn't make much sense. They're two and five when he started. But I think you can fire up Olave as well. So the Rams, I, I'm starting nobody. Kamara, give me the start there. Olave, yeah. Uh, in the Superdome. Take New Orleans covering four and a half there. <clears throat> Lions at Giants. Giants favored by three in this game. Lions at 44 and a half. That seems kind of high, but also it's the Lions. High-powered offense, super terrible defense. So Amon Ra, you're starting him. Yes, sir. No questions asked. Fire him up. Don't think twice. Jamal Williams, I think he's startable. The matchup with the Giants, they've been good in terms of fantasy points allowed. They do allow a decent amount of rushing yards, but they really buckled up over the past five weeks. Okay, we need to have a talk about DeAndre Swift, though. What happened? Like, if I had sad music right now, I would cue it. Like, you can just pretend there's a ton of sad music flowing behind me right now because I am 
Alex Caruso and I, two of the biggest DeAndre Swift advocates there are out there. This man can't get more than eight touches in a game. Granted, his baseline is eight fantasy points on those eight touches, but he can't get more than eight touches right now. What happened? There was promise for a running back one overall season. There was a promise for 20 touches every game. We're not getting that anymore, and the Giants are allowing the fewest targets to running backs on the season. So I'm nervous starting DeAndre Swift this week as somebody who traded Antonio Gibson and Juju Smith-Schuster to get my hands on DeAndre Swift and Jared Goff because I needed a streaming quarterback. I am sad. That's my bad trade of the year. Go ahead, bash me for it. Sorry, I love Swift too much. <laughs> There's so much hope. So we could see Swift turning around, but I'm nervous to start him. I think you slot him in your lineup, but I am nervous to start Swift. The New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you start him against the Lions. Now, the big debate, Darius Slayton or Wandale Robinson? I prefer Darius Slayton because here's why. He's been out, or he out-targeted Wandale Robinson each of the past three games. I prefer the volume there. He's outproduced, right? It's just one of those where everyone's clamoring for Wandale. But I think Darius Slayton's the, the, the better asset here in terms of fantasy for redraft leagues. For dynasty, it's a different conversation. But for redraft, I think Darius Slayton is the better asset right now. You can stream. Uh, you can stream if you're if you're desperate. I wouldn't like force Slayton into your lineup by any means. But if you yeah, if you need a spot start, I'm fine with with throwing Slayton in there against the Lions. And Daniel Jones, I think he's probably like your best streaming option this week. Um, that's not named Tua. That's not named Justin Fields. Tua's on by. That's not named Justin Fields, right? That's not named any of those guys that have been on fire for multiple weeks in a row now. Detroit has allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year, so I find streaming Daniel Jones this week. I'm going to take the Giants in this game. I don't think the Lions can get it done. Giants at home, they continue to, my goodness, accumulate an impressive record on the season. Bears at Falcons. Atlanta, three-point favorites. Lines at 49 and a half. That's a lot of points because Justin Fields has been putting up points like crazy. You start him this week. David Montgomery, yes, you start him. No Khalil Herbert. Atlanta is allowing the 10th most fantasy points to running backs this year. You fire up David Montgomery. Darnell Mooney, I think he's playable this week. Atlanta, most fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position this year. I think you fire him up. I like him as a uh, as a flex option this week. And Cole Komet. Yeah, Atlanta's allowing the sixth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. Let's keep Cole Komet hot, baby. That's my man. Hashtag him. Cole Komet, baby. You want to know who he's better than? Kyle Pitts. That dude stinks. Hot take. I would rather start Cole Komet over Kyle Pitts this week. Notice how quietly I said that. Chicago's allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points to tight ends this year. Isn't that crazy? Sixth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I'm going to pass on Kyle Pitts. Cordero Patterson. Yeah, uh, Chicago's allowing the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Fire up Cordero Patterson. I think Algier could be in the flex conversation this week. 
This backfield is going to be a committee, so I would I would personally avoid Algier, but I think he's worth having a conversation around. I think he's in your decisions this week, but he's like lower tier flex play this week. Drake London, you can play him if you're desperate. Chicago is allowing the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers over the past five weeks, ever since that defense has just been declined and depleting. Uh, they've been allowing a ton of fantasy points to teams. So I'm fine. If you want to, if you need to fire up Drake London on a desperation this week, you can go ahead and do that. He's not my favorite start of the week, but uh, you could definitely get some use out of him this week, potentially against the Chicago bears game is in Atlanta. I will take the bears in this or not the bears. I'll take the Falcons in this game. That 49 and a half feels like a dangerous number. I would avoid betting over under on this game, but I'll take Atlanta. Uh, covering here three points. Raiders at Broncos. Denver favored by two and a half in this game. 41 and a half is the over-under. Devontae Adams, if he plays, you start him, right? Don't worry about the abdomen injury. If he plays, you start him. Same with Josh Jacobs. Everyone keeps saying this Denver defense is scary. Until you realize they're allowing 4.8 yards per carry to running back. So if you just keep feeding your running back the ball like the Jaguars did with Travis Etienne, you'll get a productive fantasy day out of somebody, out of any running back who just keeps putting up productive yardage against them. So I think Josh Jacobs is a fine start this week. I'm not that nervous about starting Josh Jacobs. For the Broncos, Cortland Sutton, yeah, he's like the only wide receiver they have right now. Him and Kendall Hinton are the top two wide receivers. Uh, if Jerry Judy plays, I think you can start him. But it sounds like he may not play, at least at the, at the time of this podcast. We'll have more by Saturday uh, when Ty Dew starts starting Saturday. Um, we'll have more info for you there. But uh, KJ Hamler, missing time with a hamstring injury. Tim Patrick on IR. So it's really only Cortland Sutton. So yeah, fire him up. Melvin Gordon, if you're going to choose a Broncos running back, I'm choosing Melvin Gordon. He's the only one I'm really semi-interested in. I'm okay with playing Russell Wilson this week if you have to. If you have to play Russ, I'm okay with it. Vegas is allowing the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. He does not excite me. Nobody on the Broncos excites me. As I believe I said earlier in the year, they're the best at sucking. They lead the league in sucking. That's what the quote was. Yeah, they lead the league in sucking, which is like true. I think they're getting better though. I think they're getting better. So I'm okay with starting Ross. That's like one of those tentative things where I think everybody else is scared too. And I'm like, I think I see the glimmer of hope here, which could come back and totally bite me. But yeah, I'll have Russ probably hovering right around my top 12 quarterbacks this week. Greg Dulcich, you can stream him. Vegas has been better against tight ends recently, but on the season, eighth most fantasy points to the tight end position. So I really don't mind Greg Dulcich as a streamer this week. Um, so you're starting Devontae. You're starting Josh Jacobs. Everyone else on the Raiders, I am avoiding no Derek Carr, uh, no Foster Moreau, no Mac Hollins. Don't get cute. Sutton on the Broncos. If you got to start a Broncos running back, I'm picking Gordon. I'm okay with starting Russ this week and Dulcich if you got to stream him. Give me the Broncos in this game, two and a half at home. Cowboys. How about them Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings? Dallas is favored by one and a half this game. Minnesota wins this game. I'll tell you that right now. And that's not my bias coming through. That's how good this Minnesota team is playing right now. 
They've been incredible against the run. Like, they've been sneaky good. I know Devin Singletary scored twice last week, but you look at his efficiency numbers, they weren't that great. We can talk about whether the Vikings deserve to win that Bills game last week or not. Like, I, I still stand by the Vikings probably didn't deserve to win that game. But the fact that they came back and gave themselves a chance, that's all they needed to do. The amount of resilience that takes against one of the best teams in the NFL right now, arguably the best team in the NFL, if anybody is making that argument still. Give me the Vikings in this game, man. Give me the Vikings at home. CD, smash play. Minnesota's allowing the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Tony Pollard. I'm not super excited to play Tony Pollard in this game. Minnesota's allowing the fewest fantasy points to running backs over the past five weeks. So I like Pollard's not a smash play. I'm not excited to play him. He's probably going to find your lineup though, because he you're probably starting him as a flex most weeks. But if you have other wide receivers and better matchups, I would rather start them over Pollard. Zeke, again, not excited to play, but you might have to depending on your options, right? If Zeke was your running back two coming into the season and your running backs are just kind of falling apart still. Hopefully you made a move, but like if Zeke is like your second best running back, you'll probably have to play him. But again, he's not one I'm excited to play against the Vikings. And Dak, you got to fire him up. Minnesota's along the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the past five weeks. In terms of the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, yeah, you fire him up. Doesn't matter if he has Tra- uh, Trayvon Diggs on him. Dalvin Cook, tough matchup. You start him though, dampen expectations a little bit. TJ Hawkinson, sure, I'm fine playing him this week. He's getting a ton of volume, nine targets in his first game, 10 targets in his second game as a Viking. I'll take that volume all day. I don't care who the matchup is, even if he gets me nine receptions, eight receptions, or 45 yards like he did last week, 12 and a half fantasy points, that's a top 10 finish at the tight end position. Sure, fire him up. Adam Thielen, I'm okay starting him because no, no, no Trayvon Diggs on him. That's mostly the big one. If Trayvon Diggs, yeah, Trayvon Diggs will be shadowing JJ pretty much the whole game. So Thielen should be open. But Hawk has started to take some of those targets, right? So you're playing this cause-benefit game of like, I like Thielen, but do I like him enough? I'm fine starting him if you have to. Kirk Cousins, he's not my favorite stream. He is at home, though. Kirk plays better at home. It's not a what. Remember, it is Kirk Cousins' equation that I give you all when I make Kirk my start of the week. It's 1 p.m. at home in normally a favorable matchup. And normally, if he if he's coming off of, of a tough game, normally he bounces back at home. So, resilient game in Buffalo, 1 p.m. game. So, we got 1 p.m. Kirk. We got 325 Central Time, 425 Eastern Kirk. I don't know how that's going to fare. In a tough matchup, I don't know how that's going to fare. So, really, the only going point Kirk has for him is that he's at home. Not my favorite stream, but if you got to play him, you got to play him. I don't hate him as a starter this week. He'll probably be borderline top 12 for me. As I said at the top, give me the Vikings in this game. I, I think they win. I do think they 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 beat uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Bengals at Steelers. Since he favored by four and a half, lines at 40 and a half. Bengals, let's just make this easy. Joe Burrow, you start. T. Higgins, you start. Joe Mixon, you start. Tyler Boyd, I really like him. I think you could start him as a wide receiver too this week, potentially. Hayden Hurst. I would rather stream other tight ends and start Hayden Hurst. Not a great matchup against the Steelers. I'd rather look at other options than Hayden Hurst. In terms of the Steelers, Najee, 
Ugh. Here's the thing, though. We had 20 rushing attempts last week. You're kind of stuck playing him after that. Not a great matchup with the Bengals, but how do you how do you not start 20 touches? 20 rushing? How do you not start that? So I like, like, sorry, if you drafted Najee, you're like full handcuff right now. So I'm like, if you're watching on YouTube, I got my hands pinned behind my chair here. You're full handcuff on, on Najee right now. You're cuffed into doing it. Deontay Johnson. Here we go. He's benchable. You can bench him this week. Only one top 25 finish on the season. He finished as a wide receiver 20. Only two top 30 finishes. No, sorry. He wasn't one top 25 as he was a wide receiver 23, not 20. Excuse me. Only two top 30 finishes, including that one top 25 finish. Deontay Johnson has been the wide receiver 40 or worse five times this year. He has been the wide receiver 40 or worse more than he has been a top 30 wide receiver. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I am telling you, Kenny Pickett does not like Deontay Johnson. He likes George Pickens, who I would much rather play over Deontay Johnson this week. When you look at my rankings down in our chalkboard, you're going to see I'm going to have Kenny Pickens higher. Kenny Pickens. George Pickens. Why do they have to draft Pickett and Pickens? George Pickens. I'm going to have him ranked higher than Deontay Johnson this week. I think you can bench Deontay. I think you can. I wouldn't blame you if you did. Maybe you don't have the options to do that. Maybe you don't have, dare I say, the balls to do that. I wouldn't blame you. But I like he's borderline benchable. You could bench him if you really wanted to. George Pickens, I like him as a flex option this week. Uh, Bengals dominate this game. Oh, it's at Pittsburgh, though. They don't dominate. I retract my statement. This is going to be a close game. I could see Pittsburgh covering, honestly, four and a half. I could see them covering. I'll take the Bengals, though. Take the Bengals' money line. Chiefs at Chargers. Sunday night football. Kansas City favorited by six and a half in this game. Mahomes, you start him. Kelsey, you start him. Tony, with no Juju Smith-Schuster, I sneaky like Kadarius Tony this week. I sneaky like him a lot. I think you could flex him this week. Isaiah Pacheco, he's a flex play this week. Chargers are allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs. He had 16 attempts, career high last week. Kansas City told us last week, we have our main ball carrier, Isaiah Pacheco. We have our pass catcher, Jarek McKinnon. Clyde Edwards-Elair, trash, jump change, chopped liver. Want nothing to do with him anymore. We made the wrong pick. We should have taken Jonathan Taylor. We should have taken DeAndre Swift. Anybody but Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who saw four snaps last week. I like Pacheco as a flex this week. I really do. Chargers are starting Eckler. Justin Herbert. Been disappointing. This is going to be a high scoring game, though. The over under on this game is 50 points. Only two games this year uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs have gone under 44 total points. This is going to be a high-scoring game, so give me Justin Herbert. If Keenan Allen plays, you start him. Kansas City is allowing the ninth-most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Uh, We'll see if he practices this week. 
Mike will. There are talks about him potentially coming back this week. I don't think he does. I think he comes back in week 12. Uh, but if he does play, you fire him up. Now, here's the equation. Josh Palmer, if one or both of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are out, you start him. If both are in, I'm a little bit more hesitant. But if one or both are out, you fire up Josh Palmer. From uh, DeAndre Carter, if both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are out, you fire up DeAndre Carter. That's my opinion. You you take the top two wide receivers in this game and you start them. Whoever the top two are, you start them. That's where I land on on where, what Chargers wide receivers you should start. Whoever the top two end up being, you start them in this game with the Chiefs because it's going to be high scoring. You're starting Mahomes. You're starting Kelsey. I like Tony and Pacheco as flex options. You start Eckler. You start Herbert. You start two of the Chargers wide receivers, whoever they are. Gerald Everett, like he's just kind of falling off. I would rather avoid him this week. Let's wrap it up here. 49ers at the Cardinals. Monday night. Francisco favorite and a half. Cardinals at 43 and a half. You start CMC. You start George Kittle. Arizona's allowing the most fantasy points to tight ends. Expect this to be a big George Kittle game. Debo, the matchup is there. His production hasn't been, but because the matchup is, I'm going to bet on Debo's talent. I'm fine starting him against the Cardinals. Brandon Ayuk, yes, sir. He's been the wide receiver nine the past five weeks. That's with a buy mixed in there as well. It's the wide receiver 20 on the season. Remember when I said he was like a sneaky best value? One of the not sneaky best value. One, he was a player that was climbing up our draft board closer to the season, right? We were seeing that like that ADP of wide receiver 37, 38, 39, far too low. Far too low. Get that, get that up. He's a wide receiver 20 right now. Granted, without a little bit of Debo, Kittle kind of nicked up in there. But Brandon Ayuk, even last week, outproduced all of them. Outproduced all of them. So I like like Ayuk is coming into his own in this offense. I'm really thrilled to see because I've been a big Brandon Ayuk advocate. I just traded him away, though, in our Dynasty League to Tyler. can ask him about that trade on Friday. We'll discuss that trade a little bit. How about that? Maybe? Focus on starts? Okay, we'll focus on starts on Saturday. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell, I think the best you can do is flex him. I got a fuzzy on my microphone here. Uh, you can flex him at best. Not excited to. Sounds like Shanahan wants to give CMC and Mitchell split carries going forward. So you can probably flex Mitchell given the volume. I think CMC obviously has a higher floor pass catching. I think he's more likely to score. So you can flex Mitchell if you really want. I wouldn't be like looking to though. I wouldn't be trying to at all costs. For the Cardinals, if Kyler plays, you have to keep track of his hamstring injury throughout the week. If he plays, you start him. James Conner, it's disgusting. It's so freaking bad. He falls into the end zone and averages 3.3 yards per carry, but gets 21 touches. So he scores 23 points. It's disgusting. James Conner is probably like my least fantasy, my least favorite fantasy football player because he's good for just being, just getting stupid volume on a bad team. But with knowing no Benjamin, you got to start James Conner, even in a tough matchup. If he falls into the end zone, he pays off, and that's likely to happen most weeks. D-Hop, you got to fire him up. Tough matchup. Rondell Moore is interesting. I think you have to lower your expectations, but you have to recognize he's the wide receiver 14 over the past five weeks, so he's been really freaking good. He's been getting a ton 
the volume. Not with no Zach Ertz either out for the season. So I like you. I think you can flex Rondale. I will lower expectations on him though this week. That wraps out our week 11 preview. Look at that. We got through that in what? 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Incredible. Impeccable. Let's wrap out the episode with some of my favorite buy low and sell high candidates. We're going to fly through these and get you out of here early tonight. Three buy low candidates, three sell high candidates. Ken Walker, my first buy low candidate. He disappointed. He was awful. Handful of carries for, I believe it was only 19 yards. Let me fact check myself on that before I give you a stupid number that makes zero sense. All I know is that he was incredibly stupidly inefficient. His line against Tampa. 10 carries for 17 yards. I was right. I was thinking 11 for 19. 10 for 17. He's on a bye this week. If Ken Walker managers need to win, coming off of a disappointing game, I would go out and get Ken Walker. If if you're set up to go ahead and make a run to win your chip, go out and get Ken Walker because he's going to get the volume every week. He's going to be far more productive than 10 for 17. I'll tell you that right now. So go out and buy buy Ken Walker. Mike Williams reported he's coming back from injury prior to that injury in week seven. He was the wide receiver nine on the season. Let me read you his schedule coming up to close out the season. When Mike Williams is back, he gets... Arizona, well, Kansas City this week if he plays. Arizona, Las Vegas, Miami, Tennessee, Indianapolis, the Rams. That's how he closes out the fantasy season. If you play through week 18, he gets Denver, but most go through 17. The only poor matchup in there is the Colts. Those are all plus matchups for Mike Will. So go out and buy Mike Will while you can. His price tag is not going to get lower, people. It's not. It's it. It's only going to go up from here because he's going to come back and play or be on the verge of playing. So while there's questions still around whether he's going to play or not, go capitalize on it. Get yourself a potential league winner. If you watched our TikTok last night, I make the argument. Last by low candidate, DeAndre Swift. I'm still a believer. I really am. And the reason why I love DeAndre Swift as a buy low candidate right now is that, again, he will his price tag will never be lower. Because you want to know why? He's put up eight points in back-to-back weeks on extremely, extremely few touches. DeAndre Swift, 16% of the snaps in week nine, 31% of the snaps in week 10. So that's encouraging, but here's the deal. Two rushes for 10 yards in week nine, three receptions for 40 yards. You're encouraged by that. But only eight fantasy points. The week after, six rushing attempts, six yards only one yard per carry did find the end zone okay but three targets one reception for only six yards that's not encouraging gets the giants not the best matchup gets buffalo not the best matchup but gets jacksonville minnesota who's been sneaky good the jets the panthers the bears and the packers to wrap out the season deandre such could be a league winner people I'm fine going into, I I want to take the chance on DeAndre Swift. I want to take the chance on elite talent. I want to take the chance on a guy who is clearly being held back right now because he's not 100% healthy. That's my my conclusion. That's my consensus. There goes my laptop. Uh, I, I would go by low on DeAndre Swift. I would. I believe in the talent too much. I believe in the talent too much. I'm willing to take that risk. Sell high candidates. Gabe Davis. 
I already said you should bench him this week because there's going to be 31 inches of snow, right? Uh, he's going to come shooting back down. He doesn't catch that touchdown, uh, which it shouldn't have been. That should have never been um, set up in the first place, right? 21 fantasy points last week. That touchdown should have never been. Uh, uh, should have never happened because uh, the booth totally blew a call that should have been automatically reviewed and wasn't set up Gabe Davis for a touchdown. So that that touchdown should have never happened for Gabe Davis. Like, I don't want to take away that he did score, that he did finish as a wide receiver nine last week. But again, Cleveland in 31 inches of snow. They're not going to throw the football this week. For the love of God, please go sell Gabe Davis. Please do it. Everyone calls me crazy. He only has one game this year of over two games this year, excuse me, over six targets. Only two games this year over three receptions. Only half of his games this year, he's either gone under 30, he's either gone under 40 receiving yards or over 75 receiving or 74 receiving yards, excuse me. So he's either gone under 40 or over 74. That is the definition of a boom bust player. Um, I understand that that argument could apply to, to Mike Williams, but I am far more a believer of the talent in Mike Williams than I am in Gabe Davis. Go sell Gabe Davis while you can. He's going to flop this week. Leonard Fournette, go sell him while the name value is still high while he's on buy. Uh, if you can get anything for him, look, everyone's telling us. Rashad White, it doesn't matter. Lenny left that game. It doesn't matter. Of course, Rashad White's going to see more snaps. Rashad White saw 64% of the snaps. What? And people are like, oh, Rashad White saw 15 carries to Fournette's, or Fournette saw 15 carries to White's 14 before exiting the game. That's a 50-50 split. Unless snaps. Rashad White is on the field more. There's more opportunity for Rashad White. I, I don't dare say Rashad White is a better fantasy asset going forward, but those are the things we have to keep in mind, people. Lenny Fournette's falling off a cliff. He is. He's slowing down. They might bring him back in, in the NFL playoffs, if they make the NFL playoffs. They might bring him back for that, which, great, fine, but that doesn't do anything for your fantasy football team. So go out and sell Lenny while he still has name value. Well, you can still use the excuse of, well, he was hurt in the fourth quarter. I would go so high on Lenny and then Devin Singletary. Um, he's tough because I, I really don't want to bank on him in a snow game. But those two touchdowns and his efficiency last week, like that's what saved him. The two touchdowns saved him. His efficiency was bad last week. I would go out and sell high on Devin Singletary if you can. See if you can flip yourself a nice little... Uh, running back on by that might be better or anybody who, who might be a little bit better than Devin Singletary. That wraps out this episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. Make sure you're following us on the socials before I sign off. FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on TikTok, and YouTube where you should be subscribed and you should have notifications turned on so you know when new videos are coming out. Same with the podcast. You should be subscribed. Feel free to leave a review as well. We would love your reviews, getting feedback we possibly can on the podcast. Join our community full of league winners over on our chalkboard. I am at Lucas Wenzel on Twitter, W-E-N-C as in cat L. I normally have my button right here, but because of the overlay tonight, I don't. I'm at Lucas Wenzel, L-U-C-A-S-W-E-N-C as in cat L on Twitter. Thanks again for tuning in. Just me. Singular stooge being a dude tonight. <laughs> Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. We will see you on Saturday for a stardom Saturday episode with me and Ty. Best of luck in your fantasy football matchups this week. If you have players going on Thursday, we will talk to you on Saturday. 
Deuces.